Our message today is entitled, What's the Holdup? Would you take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Psalms 119? We're going to be looking at verse 57 and following. As a pastor, there's people come up to me on a pretty much regular basis. And they'll say something to me like this. Pastor, it feels like you've been reading my mail. Or they'll say something like, Pastor, it feels like there's a fly on our wall and someone's been telling you what's going on and what's being said in our house. I have no way of knowing those things unless your kids come and report it. I don't know. Maybe they tell Pastor Joe and I'm teasing there. Or someone will say, you know, it's kind of funny because the things that you've been talking about is exactly what I'm going through. It's exactly what we're experiencing. Or, or you preached on this Sunday, and Monday this happened. It's not funny. It's not a coincidence. People think, well, that's kind of funny. That's kind of odd. Well, that's just a freak accident. It's not a freak accident. It's not a coincidence. God is a communicating God. He speaks to his people in a timely manner. And for those who have ears and will listen... He's always talking. He's always talking. Proverbs 15.23 says, A person finds joy in giving an apt reply, and how good is a timely word? Well, today I believe that God has a timely word for you. Reading to you from Psalms 119, verse 57 through 60 from the New Living Translation, it says this. It says, Lord, you're mine. I promise to obey your words. With all my heart, I want your blessings. Be merciful as you promised. Listen to what he says. He says, I pondered the direction of my life and I turned to follow your laws. Here's the cool verse that I want you to focus on. He says, I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. I believe with all of my heart, I need to speak to somebody. There's someone specifically. This is a word for you about the practice of delaying. For somebody, you've gotten into a very bad habit of putting off till later what God has told you to do. And I need to stress that this was a practice that turned into a habit. And it's become a way of life that you've grown accustomed to. Delay has become habitual in your life. The Holy Spirit prompts you to do something. And you don't say, no, I'm not going to do it. But the reply is, I will do it later. But you know what? Later doesn't come. I'll do it later. But we're still waiting for later to get here. A couple of weeks later, he reminds you again. And you say the very same thing. I will get to it later. I need to get to that. Yeah, I need to get to that. When we do this, oftentimes we don't realize it, but when we do that, you know what we're doing? We're treating the Lord with contempt. Oftentimes people don't do that on purpose. They don't intend to do that, but by their actions, it's treating God with contempt. And then they wonder why they can't hear God more clearly like they used to. Why is my spiritual life not as exciting and vibrant as it used to be. 
Why are things not taking place in the spirit for me? Why is God not using me and flowing through my life like he did at times in the past? And may I suggest to you that this is the reason why. Someone has deceived themselves by thinking that it's okay to delay. Look to the person next to you and say, it's not okay to delay. And tell them, I don't think they believe you. Tell them, it's not okay. Notice what the psalmist said. The psalmist said, he said, I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. James chapter 1 verse 19, he says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now James said, we should be quick to listen. We should hurry to obey the Lord's commands. Now, it's awesome to hear the voice of God. And as we sang that song, how can I keep from singing your praise? I don't know if you felt that, but I felt that in my heart and my spirit. When we sing that song, how can I keep from praising him? When I understand that I've been redeemed, I've been purchased with the blood of Jesus. He came and he sought after me. How can I keep my mouth shut? How can I not respond to him with a heart of love? And whenever the Holy Spirit speaks to us, how can I not respond to him? Oftentimes, people think it feels good to hear a word from the Lord. As I said to you earlier, God's a communicating God. He speaks to his people. When you come to church, a lot of times people are very excited that they heard a word from the Lord. And they came and the message was something that touched their heart. And they said, God spoke to me today. Maybe it's through a song that's sung and someone says, boy, God touched my heart and he spoke to me today. We really like it. We believe in the gifts of the spirit. We believe that God still speaks to people today through prophecies and words of wisdom and words of knowledge and the tongues and interpretation of tongues according to scripture. So we believe in those things and and people like whenever someone has a word for them. It's exciting when the evangelist comes in and and he calls someone aside and as he prays for them, he speaks things over them or to them and it's almost like he's been reading my mail. It's exciting when that happens. But can I say to you, God has something more than you just hearing. We get excited to know, wow, God still speaks today. Amazing as it is, there's over 6 billion people on this earth, right? Aren't we heading towards 7 billion? Is that what it is? headed towards 7 billion people. And the God of the universe, who holds the universe in his hands, stops what he is doing, and he speaks directly to you. Imagine over six, I can't get my mind around 6 billion people, and the God who created it all speaks to you, and we say, hold on a minute, can I call you back? Do you understand How disrespectful that is. Imagine if, and I know this is goofy, but imagine if the president or even, you know, let's say even your governor called and you say, listen, I can't talk to you now. Who is it, Nancy? Oh, it's the president. You know, listen, tell him I'm a little busy. I can get back to him next week. He would say, no, the governor called or the president called or the owner of this company called and you would take his call. The God of the universe calls and he desires to speak to people. And yet many times people despise him. Well, they hear what he says, but they say, I'll take the call later. I'll listen later. 
God cares enough about us to communicate with us. But it's not just enough to hear. There's some people, they're thrilled. Wow, what a good message today. Wow, what a prophecy. Wow, someone prayed for me and they didn't know me. And they spoke to the things in my heart. Wow, friend, it's not enough to hear. James goes on to say, do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like the someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So according to scripture, James is like a practical theologian. He's telling you stuff that makes sense every day. He tells us stuff of how we live out our faith. He warns that there's a danger for people who hear. They think that hearing is enough. They're in danger of deceiving themselves. They think because I hear God's voice, that's all that matters. But it's not. There's another requirement. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, To obey is better than sacrifice. May I suggest that we're in danger of deceiving ourselves. Of all the message, here's the key thing. When we postpone obedience, we're in danger of deceiving ourselves when we postpone obedience to the word of the Lord. I'm not talking to people who are, you're a blatant, you hate God, you despise God, you shake your fist at God, I'm not going to do what you say, forget it. I'm not talking to you. The one who says there is no God. The Bible says that the fool is said in their heart, there is no God. We're not talking to that person. We're talking to someone who simply says, God, I'll do it later. And I wonder how many in this room have done just that. That the Holy Spirit prompts you to act, to change, to think, to respond in some way. And your response is, Can I do that later? Can you hold on a minute? How many of you have children at home? All right. How many of you love it when you tell your kids, hey, could you, and can I do that a little later? Hey, buddy, finish your homework. Can I do that later? Can I do that later? Just again and again, it's later, 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 later. No, you can't do it later. You can do it now. There's a lot of times that you and I have come to that place Where we say, God, can I do it later? We don't blatantly come out and say, no, I'm not going to do what you say. But the Holy Spirit prompts you and you say, I'll get to it later. When you do that, can I just say this? That there's many who are in danger of deceiving themselves when they do that. They don't have the attitude, no, forget you, God. They're saying, God, I'll get to it, but just later. But how many things in your life so far, that time has not come yet? Here's the third point. The scripture teaches us that it's the one who does God's will that will be blessed. The psalmist said this. Here's a guy who had this, he had this revelation of God. He had this revelation of what the word does. And it's changed his life. He says, I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. James says, the one who does what the word says will be blessed in what they do. 
The blessing does not reach its fulfillment in you hearing the word of God. You're blessed when you hear the word, yes, but you will be blessed in what you do. God has good in store for you. And when you're quick to obey, to do what he says, the blessing of the Lord is revealed. But it does not stop there. The Lord can continue to reveal his will and his heart towards you. God has greater things in store. So do not delay or limit his blessings by your disobedience. Don't delay. How many of you want God to wait a real long time before he reveals himself to you? Before he shows you something else? Before he gives you the breakthrough? The reality of it is, is if you are quick to listen, if you're quick to respond, it opens up the floodgates of heaven. Today, I'm going to ask you to put the Lord to the test in this. Typically, there are specific things that God has asked you to do. And when you hear this message, the Holy Spirit brings them to your remembrance. Again and again, the Holy Spirit brings to our minds, let it go. He's telling you, let it go. Quit thinking that way. Whatever those things are. If these are things that the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart, I'm going to make you a promise. If you will act upon them today, today, it's like Naaman and the leper. You know, he's like, isn't there better rivers where we're from? Why do I have to dip in the Jordan River? When he obeyed God, you know, there was a part of him that said, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. Why do I got to forgive them? Why do I have to give to somebody? Why do I have to call this person? I I don't want to call them. It's Memorial Day weekend. I don't want to mess with them. But as the Holy Spirit prompts you, can I tell you this? I want to make you a promise. When you step out and do the things that the Holy Spirit put on your mind to do, can I tell you that things will start breaking loose in your life spiritually? And there will be a joy and a peace and a favor and a blessing. We could go around this room and I could have people tell testimony after testimony where the Holy Spirit prompted their heart to do this. And the moment they did that, it set in motion a chain reaction where other things started breaking free. But they're worried about what they want in the end instead of doing what the Lord says. So I'm going to make you a promise. If you'll do this today, I promise you that God will break things free in your life. I promise you that you'll start things in motion where some of you who had a hard time hearing from God, you start hearing from him more clearly. He starts speaking more and more. Some of you who want God to use you, when you act in obedience to those things that God has already said, the incredible thing is, is he honors that because you're honoring him. When you put those things off, what we're really doing is telling God he doesn't matter. We dishonor him. And we know that God doesn't respond well to dishonor. He responds to faith. He responds to obedience. In our lives, God's speaking. I promise you. God is speaking to people's hearts all across this room. When you go home, I want to encourage you. Please set things in motion. Set things in motion for God to keep speaking, for God to keep revealing himself. And what's going to happen is you're going to be able to, that psalmist, the joy that he has, the delight that he has, that's what God brings in our lives.